You feel good? Yeah, that's good. I think that's good. Dude, it's been a while since we've done one of these. Yeah. I think it's been close to two months. Probably. I forgot how it felt. Yeah. It's a little, uh, you're like, oh, what, what should we do? What do we talk about? And yeah. you're all amped up, and then and then you sit down in front of the microphone, you're like, oh, no. Wait, what? Well, fortunately, I already know what I want to talk about. I want to talk about this mastermind that I did cool. uh, the past couple of days. And actually, so we've got, uh, we have a sponsor now. Oh. Did you know that? No. So it's Rock Creek Coffee Roasters. So I met the guy that owns this at this mastermind. So we did this mastermind in Naples where there's like 11 business owners that came in from around the country. One of the guys was a, he's a coffee roaster from Montana. So like he makes this coffee by, I, I think the way that they do it is they roast the coffee, they bag it, and then by the next day, it goes out to their customers. So like nice. you get it and it's like still fresh. When we opened this up yesterday at the thing, like the whole the whole place smelled like it. Dude, I I was responsible for making the pot of coffee. I put I put a shitload in too much. And I was fucking I was ready it to smell, go. I mean I smelled it. Yeah. Get a it's, good whiff. It smells it smells fantastic. Yeah, dude, that smells like good coffee. Right? <clears throat> dude, we were we were in this so it was two days long and we were in this meeting and so like it the the general gist of it was each person gets an hour to kind of really you can do it however you want, but you talk about your business and then the things that you're trying to like accomplish or and then get feedback from people. And so like a couple of the people that were going yesterday morning after I had this coffee were going and I was like, yo, you got so like yeah, if you really think about your market though it's like probably going to be like this and then i know that when i was here that that you were like this and i was just zipping yeah it was just i was in the zone and it was it was great tastes good i like it so i got i got nothing but positive <laughs> of course of course when everybody's caffeinated yeah so but that whole thing was cool yeah it sounded you told me a little bit about it it sounds great how many uh businesses ended up being there uh, 11, 11 business owners. And is it just a, a local, it was a local deal? So it was in Naples. Uh, so the guy that runs it, his name's Brian. He was on, I had him on the other podcast and then his son is my intern now. Yeah. So Sean, when you're, uh, going through an editing, how are you? Hope you're having a good weekend. <laughs> um, but then, uh, he knows a bunch of people. He's done these masterminds for other like he's been parts of other masterminds. Yeah. And then he started this one and uh no, it was really cool. People came they were from like all over the country. Some some people one guy was from Montana, another guy's from North Carolina, uh like it was it was all over. Um one guy's pretty much from Ireland. I think he lives in the states now, but Oh, that's wild. I thought that it was when you were telling me about it, it was just local businesses around Southwest Florida. No, it was, it was, that's why it was really cool because I, really cool. I got to sit down and like, I, I learned a lot from doing my hot seat where like they, they said, Hey, you know, you can do this, you can do this. Have you thought about this? You're kind of limiting yourself with this. Like that was all good to learn, but I even learned a lot from the, other people going so like i didn't have mine until the second day but just watching other people go like put out their ideas of what they want their business to be or like what they're having trouble with and just fucking 
like hearing what everybody else said and how to solve it and ways they can do it. I was like, that's cool. So, so you would tell, tell everybody about your business. They would probably do a little research on it and then, and then they would kind of give you feedback, things you can do better or just advice. Basically. And it was like, it was all over the place too. So it wasn't, it wasn't so structured where you had to come in and say, Oh, I got this problem or have this, like you could, you could start it off by, one guy like demoed his software to start and then was like, we've done this for like our software has been used for the NFL and the NFL used our software to build a custom uh, platform for their players to manage their finances. So like it keeps track of the, the money they spend and then also like it, it does budget planning for them because they only get paid certain times of the year when they're playing. Uh-huh. So it tells them, hey, if you spend X amount, you're going to go broke by this time. Here's what you, you can do with the money. It's a bunch of dashboards and stuff. So like it's just for NFL players in that one, because the NFL like bought their system, like the, the NF, so this, this software, it's called tangle. And basically it can, you can really customize a ton of shit. Like, you know, how you have something like Salesforce mm-hmm. that you can, you know, use it as a CRM, like keep track of customers, keep track of oh, deals. Yeah. And then also like you can manage a bunch of other stuff. This is like, it's pretty similar in a lot of ways, but it's, I, I think it's cooler because you can really build out, like you can build out your own custom CRM software, but you can also use it to build out like a project management software. You can use it to build out like a, like what the NFL does, like a financial reporting software. Almost. Yeah. So you can kind of customize it however you want. Um, but that was part of what he was asking is like, okay, so we went out, we built this for them. A bunch of their players use it, but we tried to get the NFL or tried to get like the NHL, NBA, MLB. He's like, nobody, they don't care about doing this for their players. So like we got to do something else. So it was cool to watch people like give him ideas and then him say like, this isn't what I, this isn't the direction I want to go. We hit a roadblock. Like, where do we go? And, and everybody kind of like throws some ideas out and then he doesn't, he doesn't have to accept them and do them. It's just like, he'll, and then some people would throw ideas out. Well, we already thought of that because we did X, Y, Z well, what about this aspect? Like, oh shit, I hadn't thought about that. So it was cool. It was cool getting to watch that. And it was all different types of business and all people that were at different points in their business. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I wonder <clears throat> how many years has this been going on? This was the very first one that he oh, did. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I wonder if um, like there's businesses that continue continuously go to these, mm-hmm. how those impact the overall, you know, growth of that business i feel like there's not a lot of things out there or there's not a lot of places that you could go man i don't own a business so i wouldn't know these things you know but just off the top of my head i would think that there wouldn't be as many places that you could go and and have like constructive criticism and good feedback from people other than like reviews and stuff online like where you could talk to other people face to face and them say hey like they genuinely want to help you grow their business help you grow your business yeah well and it's it it's cool because it was a place that you can go and just like share some ideas and and get that feedback uh in a real way from other people that are also dealing with the same things 
but dealing with totally different versions of it, mm-hmm. you know, and you get to kind of see how similar businesses are across all things, you know, like all different sectors, yeah. right? Like, like we got, we had a coffee roaster and then we had a guy that's developing, you know, a SaaS software platform and both people are in there sharing their, like their difficulties, the things they're doing well and getting similar feedback from people. It's just like, there's all these problems that are kind of, I don't know, universal. Yeah. It seems like that you have to fucking figure out and it just depends how you want to do it in particular Mm -hmm. for your business. Hmm. So I think it'd be cool to like take what you learn there and then kind of, you know, write about where you're at now. And then if you guys do this again, or they'd have another one next year, take and say, Hey, here's the advice you guys gave me. Here's the things I put into place. And here's, you know, what flourished for everybody to see like, Oh, Hey, you know, my ideas like helped somebody else's business. Dude, it, it helped a lot because part of like, part of what I've been struggling with, with my business is like the price points and then wondering, okay, is this too high? Is this too low? Will anybody want this? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm finally getting traction with this, uh, the business podcast and like the service piece of it. But it, it was, I think it was cool to go to a place like this and get the feedback I did, especially having been the second to last person to go because I got to watch all the, all these people think through problems and Mm -hmm. think through things for other people. So I got to see how they think a little bit. That way, when it came time for me to go and share what I was doing and like ask for advice, like where I could go, like when they gave me like the hard, you know, truth, yeah. it was much better received. Like I wasn't like, oh, defensive no. about it. Yeah, I wasn't defensive. It, like you get a little defensive naturally. Well, it's but, like your baby, dude. You know, you've been spending all this time on it. I'm sure you'd be. Yeah, but it it was interesting to hear them say like the things that I've been worried about in some ways. Like one guy goes like a bunch of them were like, "Dude, your prices are way too low." Like we're looking at the quality of the stuff that you're putting out. He's like, "It's I, sorry, but like you're devaluing what you're putting out by doing it this low." He's like. I wouldn't even open up your studio for less than that. And I was like, X amount. Yeah. Shit. And so, and then we were talking about like pricing of other advertising vent, like avenues, which you get way less from like putting an ad in a magazine and like costs like X amount of thousands of dollars and like for a fucking ad in a magazine versus like a custom tailored interview for your business that you can use for, fucking year if you wanted to it's just uh so that was like a that came after one guy was like hey you know this isn't anything personal he's like but like this this stuff seems like beneath you in a way like he's like you seem like you're trying to like play in this fucking like little box or something like that and you know, like 
like kind of like a like a what are like what are you really doing like why are you doing this and it was one of those moments where you're like oh fuck like it's when you you hear like what you think that your dad would say to you but like it comes from like another guy that's like in their 40s or 50s that's a business person that says this to you and you're just like fuck you're like oh this is probably what my dad's been trying to yeah, say for but he's six your dad months. so even if he's giving you that information you're like okay yeah, yeah whatever yeah fucking right, shut dad. up <laughs> shut up dude yeah i was uh because you were talking about that the other day just about like um we we're talking about brand image and the value of things and i talked to a friend recently we were talking about uh brands that don't discount their product and there's one brand and i didn't even think about this uh weber grills like when you go to like lowe's or home depot or whatever and you go to pick out grills more or less, they're all the same. But Weber grills are always so much more expensive. They never discount them, ever. Really? Yeah, they never discount them. I never, I've never seen a Weber grill discounted. You'll have all the other ones that are, but they just, they never are. And when people go to get a grill, that's one of the overall best grills you can have. Then I was thinking, you look at it, like it looks relatively the same as all the other grills. It has all the same parts. It's made out of the same material. Yeah. But people value that more because they never discount their product. They're like, this is what it's worth. And we know that. And we know that you know know that. So this is just, this is what it is. No, it's a good point. And then people agree. And then, the, you know. Yeah. Well, and, and you have the... So that's like I would like to get to that point. And it's almost like you just kind of have to put yourself there. If you're going to do it, it's just, just be like, all right, well, fuck it. This is what it is. Like, it's going to be X amount for this. One thing that it was interesting hearing them talk about where I've been like, fuck, yeah, I think they're right. But they're like, I think you probably need to call it something else because like a podcast, people don't associate that with like a video and the interview and all that shit. Like they just think of the audio. It's like, all right, fair enough. Uh, But that was something that I, now I have to like figure, figure out. But they're right. When, when I hear podcasts, even with you know us doing all the videos and you putting all that time and money and effort into it, when you hear podcasts, I'm like, oh, it's just some guy sitting in his bedroom with a microphone, in you know, garage. talking about things that nobody cares about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that yours is nothing like that. It's the entire. It's I mean, where else can you go to get that type of of uh, content? Yeah, like production and shit. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, dude. It even feels weird talking about it now, like to to like think about the value of it it's like oh, fuck dude it just feels weird to say almost like to recognize the value because i think part of it too is like finding the the people that would value it at a higher price point like i've known i wanted to do this stuff for businesses and i don't really want to do this for individual podcasters like this other service that i have just because like individual podcasters, like it's usually a hobby. It's, it's usually low budget. Everybody's looking for the cheapest thing. Yep. And I don't want to build like my business around that. Dude, we're doing it right now. We've been doing all the high tech shit for a while. And now we're just like, fuck it, dude. We're going to, we're going to go bare bones and you know, we're, we're going that route, but I wouldn't go pay somebody thousands and thousands of dollars to help us with this, you know, like, and I'm, and I'm in the business. So it's like, got to find businesses that want that. And I'm, I'm sure that there's, you know, a few select individuals that would, you know, 
that have uh, money to spend on that. You know, okay, they'll pay you a couple thousand dollars to come set up a home studio for them or some advice. But yeah, dude, like a lot of people can buy. A, I hope this doesn't mess you up. Like buy a focus, right? You know, and yeah. grab like that little mic that I got for five hundred bucks. You get a whole set with your computer, and hey, dude, your anchor's free. Dude, yeah. you can go. You can buy an eighty dollar Audio Technica USB mic. Yeah, put that on the little tripod and sit in your closet. And, and it's record. a decent recording. And it's a decent recording. And I can't make anything sound like that much better than that. Maybe what? 10% better and maybe who I gives mean, a fuck you can't I mean you're uh, it's, the if you, quality is significantly better but the, yeah but at the same time that, it's like yeah, what's that, that worth to that person like exactly and that whole pat like dude the with like the cameras and the 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 audio and the whole thing just mixed together along with the social media presence and the clip, clips and everything dude I mean yeah that's yeah yeah I think they're I think they're right and and that that should make make you guys feel even better to know that when people say like business owners is, that, that are possibly going to be clients of yours, customers of yours to say, Hey dude, you're not charging enough for your product. Like yeah. that, that should make you feel like, okay, it. Makes me feel, game up. It, it makes me feel like I got to step my game up. And, uh, it's also, it, I, it's like a, I guess it's a validation, but it's also making me like, yeah, step your game up. Like, all right, well, I got to stop wasting time trying to do certain things. And I have to just like dive right in. Because I've been looking at different newspapers and like those like free magazines that come and just looking at them like, oh, I, let me just call these businesses because they're already advertising. Just tell them this is like an, is an, this is basically an advertisement. If you really think about it, it's an, 30 to 60 minute conversation that's specifically tailored to your business. Like it's pretty much an infomercial, but I just try to bring the, the natural aspect of like the conversation to it. Cause that's, that might be at the end of the day, the studio and the quality, and then just my ability to ask questions and stuff might be yeah. the only differentiator that I have. In well, this space. Well, that's that's true too, man. I even think about that. Is that you being the host? Even Jenny was. We were talking. My wife Jenny. We, we, she was telling. She's like, man, Chris asks all the right questions, and that's something that you can't get from. Yeah. You know? I mean, you could. I could sit on the computer and learn all I want to about these things, but if nobody presents those questions in a way that I'm able to form, uh, you know, yeah, things about what I'm trying to get across. Yeah, like to, to brings, be able to share the best. Yeah. To share that thought in a way that somebody actually wants to hear and is interesting without you being like, My business is very good and yeah. you should learn about my business because what one of the things that makes us stand out is our customer service. Our customer service is top of the line. That's what we built built our business on. Yeah. And we've been in business for thirty five 35 years and you just just don't get that with bad customer service yeah and you're like okay great that's what everybody says yeah you know there's like a few core areas that every business wants to touch on but then if you ask somebody like oh well how does this work they have to think about it and they're like oh okay i didn't know if somebody would be interested in that aspect of the business like dude i got to interview the uh the the ceo and then the chief strategy officer from the company the construction company that built and managed the whole Fort Myers beach, um, 
road construction project, like oh, that six God, mile that thing. It's not, it's not even out oh. yet, dude. It's not even Ooh. out yet. But like talking to them, it was just like getting to, getting to kind of learn more about what they do and, and actually talking with them through these kinds of questions, you get to see like how they operate. Like with that, you would think probably construction company, like it, this is, this is nothing against construction companies, but like you, you might have something in your head, like maybe, maybe they're like sleazy or something or like, you know, like it just, you, you have things in your head and then, then I'm talking to them and, and I'm like, how did you guys pull this off? Like what, what was going on? And he was explaining like, look, customer service is a pillar of what we do but since we were working for the county by extension all of those residents on the road are our customers like that's that's how we have to look at it so he's like when we would get to a section of the road that we knew was going to be shot for two or three weeks we had project managers go to every single person's house that was on that road that was going to be affected by it, knock on their door, leave a business card. So that way they can like call that person's cell phone. If something happened, like oh, that's nice. they take their garbage out for them, like to the street away from the street. I wouldn't and even think that that would, somebody would do that. It, like all this shit. And I was like, wow, that's like, it's, it's pretty cool. And I got to talk to them about like the way they look at their business and, and, and everything like that. And it's just, it's cool to see that that exists. And he was even talking about, and this got me thinking about what I would do if I had a business and I was like 10 years away from retiring, but he was talking about uh, like making his company an employee owned company, like having the ability for employees to like buy in and like, it's like an employee owned employee shares and stuff like that. Mm. He's just like, you know, uh, you think about selling it, but if, you know, we have people there that have been there for 30 years, like it might be like, oh yeah, okay. You did your job. You got paid. So, you know, like stop complaining, but he's like, it just doesn't sit right. So we're looking at doing this and you know, that way when I hand this off to whoever ends up taking it over, everybody that's there for the most part is bought in like, okay, it's a, it's a good way of, yeah of looking at it. They view it as their own business. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and I don't think a lot of people think of the business they work for as their own business. No. You know? Yeah, no. That's interesting to, yeah. I never thought of any business that I've worked for as my own business. Some people like kind of naturally have that. I always like respect that, but it always seems to be, it always seems to be like those like 40 something or 50 something year old guys that are like, what are you doing? Like, this is your business too. fucking treat it that way. And you're mm. like, yeah, but I'm tired today, <laughs> but it's not really, <laughs> but I'm really tired today. I was up so late playing Minecraft last night. I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing though, too, is that those people that, are like that they i see a lot of those people succeed yeah at least in some way yeah even just in their life they seem like driven successful people i can't name you one off the top of my head i just i've known guys in the past that i think i've known people in the past that have 
you know, been mm-hmm. been that way. Well, and not, just no matter what they go to, it just seems that they're okay. This is mine. It's it's part of me. Yeah. But then I feel like if you do do that, dude, you can lose your identity real quick. If you don't know who you are. True. Because I've known people like that, and then that's it becomes their end all be all. And then the second that business or, or venture falls apart, then they're like, I don't know what to do. That's true. Yeah, well, that I guess that's, that's a piece of it. Because, I mean, I guess all this stuff comes with risk, right? Like, whatever path in life that you pick, you have these potential risks, these potential pitfalls. I mean, you got... You can dive totally into something and then it consumes you and then you forget you forget who you are or but if you if you go into it knowing who you are or at least like knowing who you are at your core like you'll you'll lose your way but you'll figure it out but one of the things that makes me i guess that I admire about some of those guys that are in that zone like half half the guys were kind of this way like in their forties or fifties that were at this thing is there's like a sense of uh, understanding how the world works. Like I look at somebody that's 20 years older than me. It's like fundamentally they have a better understanding of how the world works. No doubt. Think about like when you had, you had Lily, like two years ago, I had a whole different view on the world than I do today. A hundred percent. Always changing. Yeah. I changed my mind multiple times a week. A day. A day. Yeah. For me, it's like at each hour. So it's kind of destabilizing. Dude, I'll, I don't know if you're this way. Maybe this is just me, but I'll, I'll think, have an opinion one day. And then the next day, I'll be like, no, I don't agree with myself. Yeah. My past self from 24 hours ago. I, I do that pretty much every single day. Do you? Yeah. And I notice it too when I, I write in the mornings, like just fucking bang some stuff out on the computer. Like, wow. What, and some of it's like you you go more into thinking what you think, and then other half of it is like I t- totally don't think that's the case anymore. It's like weird. It's like it's all it's a bunch of pieces. They're like, all right, I believe this thing is true, but it's like five different things that make that up. And then you're like, actually, this and this are I think are actually pretty true, and I'm doubling down. And then these three are you're like double oh, down. Yeah. Well, just like right now. <clears throat> When I said, you know, people that say they don't have um, like a financial uh, foothold in in a business, but they let it consume them, they become part of it. And then you had brought up, you know, well, we respect those people, obviously, that they're working hard. But then on the other hand, I don't know what you just said to make me think this, but okay, then like you go to start your own business. Sometimes that has to become part of your identity. So, I mean, just in the last few seconds, I'm like, okay, maybe that's, you know, you kind of have to let it consume you in order to succeed. Yeah, or hit hit like but a certain wall and then realize you have to reassess. Yeah. Like part of part of doing some of this stuff is like you go through, you try all this shit and then you're like, "Oh, this is my identity," which it's it's not, but it it's almost like a natural part of the cycle. Is that what you mean? Like part of it is you just ha- you yeah. kind of have to do it in order yeah. to so I guess, suddenly yeah. realize like I'm changing my mind 5 minutes after I just said this. Yeah, then you like do think about like artists painters how wacky some of these guys have been because it began became all consumed in their work and those are the people you remember yeah dude maybe i'm wrong no like honestly like some of that stuff is just i i wish i had that piece where you're just like i don't give 
a fuck what anybody thinks. Like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Like, apparently, so in Stephen Pressfield's book, I think Turning Pro, he talks about how, like, Picasso um, was at, like, an art showing, and it was, like, the opening day. And, like, the gallery host was, like, so excited and then all of a sudden he turns around and Picasso is walking across each of the paintings and slashes all of them to fucking like bits, like tatters. And he's like, what the fuck, dude? And he's like, he's like, I guess they just weren't up to his standard. So he just, before anybody saw them, really, he just, he just fucking chopped them up and was like, nah, not doing this. What? Like, dude, isn't that some fucking balls? Yeah. Apparently, there's another thing where he was doodling on a napkin. He went to throw it out, and some woman was like, oh, if you're going to throw that out, I'll take it. And he's like, no. And she's like, I'll pay you for it. He's like, all right, $20,000. She's like, what? And he's like, no. And he fucking took the napkin <laughs> this with This is him. Picasso? Yeah. Uh, Apparently, yeah. he's a fucking nut job. I but heard like, yeah. That I I respect that. Like I think it's cool that he didn't devalue his work. He knew what it was worth. <laughs> That's part of what I respect too. I'm like, do you want some of this? Twenty thousand dollars? Okay, let me find it. Um, so I, I can give you a napkin for twenty thousand dollars, or I can produce this episode for you for six dollars. What would you like? It's going to take me a lot of time, but maybe. I'll do it for the six dollars. <laughs> maybe five dollars if that's okay. I think that's kind of a common feeling that a lot of people have. Yeah, it's like imposter syndrome for sure. You're like, you're like, oh, well, you know, I don't know if it's good because I don't know everything about cameras. I don't know everything about lighting, well, and then it, you're like, oh, what should I do? Well, also though, people. You know, I don't know if this is an American thing. You just don't want to ask somebody for money and you don't want to be rejected. That's what the biggest thing I think is, is the rebuttal and the rejection. Yeah. You say, hey, this this is worth this much. Can you give it to me? And they're like, you think it's worth how much? Yeah. You're absolutely insane, man. No yeah. way. That, that, you know? Well, and that's like that. That I haven't been getting like the insane. Well, I get some of the insane feedback, but like not, not really. Like the businesses that are like, pretty legit that I've talked to when you talk to him about like pricing and stuff like okay all right but they don't see the picture like they don't yeah. see the, the hand of the phone they're like <laughs> hey guys get a load of this <laughs> <laughs> this fucking idiot wants this much money for what he wants what for what so but it was cool and and I ended up talking to so one of the guys afterwards like um we we like stayed after everybody else left and then we went and got some food uh like this took place on fifth avenue in naples and oh, one nice. of like the executive suites and so like we just we went we got some food and then i drove them back up to the airport so we ended up talking for like over an hour and we might do some business together so it was cool that that came out of it too yeah. and it got me it got me thinking because when i was going through the initial pro like when I was talking to him about this stuff, you know, at first I said like, Hey, you know, I'm not too sure. Like, cause I've got this stuff and I'm pretty like, I'm right on the cusp of like making money with this thing and like actually getting into the swing of it. And I do want this like maybe in a couple months. And by the end of it, I was like, what the fuck am I doing, dude? Like, why am I waiting for this shit? Like what the, like, what else? Like, all right, you're going to go do X, X, Y, and Z. And and then 
pretty much send people to me to do this and we can kind of like grow it and figure out if this is like a, a viable business. Like, fuck, dude, why not? I'm shook hands and we'll see what happens with it. But, you know, I think a lot of times I put rules in place of like why I can't do things. Like, oh, you know, well, because uh, of this. I don't know. Like, you ever like, do you have just like these like, stupid rules in your head that prevent you from doing stuff have you ever thought of it like that i haven't thought of it like that but i know <clears throat> i know what you mean it's just the the way that you're brought up and the things that are maybe like subliminally taught to you that you don't even know what do you mean our rules like uh like the whole asking for money thing or like asking for uh telling me that this is the price of the product that i have to offer yeah you know it's you just like it's it can be hard to do that. I don't know why it is, but it's just like an internal. And I don't even think of it as rules. It's just a, like a value almost. So it almost that kind of comes back to your rejection point. Like you don't want to be rejected. Yeah, and who does? Nobody does. But the, I guess the more you get rejected, the more experience you gain from it. Yeah, and the more you can kind of come back and say, okay, I understand why you would think that, but. Well, did so you listen to the one the episode that I did I don't know sometime last week where I was talking about the subconscious stuff and the guy that did the hypnotherapy? Yes. Dude, like shit like that where it's just like something happened when you were six, you overheard a conversation and then then all of a sudden like you like value yourself kind of based on that thing. And it's just been in your subconscious there like forever. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck, dude. Like to unsurface that and then deal with it. I don't know. Maybe I need to get fucking hypnotized. Maybe. I think I got de-hypnotized when I was at this thing where they're like, you're not charging nearly enough. And I was like, all right, I think I'm awake now. (laughs) But the thing is, though. I don't know if I don't know if I buy the hypnotism stuff, and I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that do. It's it's not necessarily the hypnotism piece. Like it's not like it's just drawing like the experiences out of you that you don't really you don't relate to a certain topic. So you're like, why is this affecting me this way? I understand that. Yeah. I just I don't know. I, I've never been to a hypnotist. Maybe it, maybe maybe they are able to pull things out of you. I well, just it just sounds to me like a. It was hypnotherapy. So it's like you get hypnotized and the whole point is that you have you have like two sides of your brain, right? Or two mm-hmm. aspects. Maybe it's layers. But you have your conscious mind and your unconscious mind. And I think the point of this is to basically like almost like uh what is it when you get uh, when you go under, like getting put under uh like anesthesia. Anesthesia. Yeah. So it's almost like, and I've never been hypnotized, so I don't know this, but it's almost like you're getting anesthesia on one part of your brain. So you're not like, you're not living in that part of your brain. You're almost, everything is living in your subconscious. I would imagine it probably feels like you're like submerged underwater or something, but you have all of this shit going on. You're not thinking, and then and then somebody gets you on a track where you're like churning all this stuff up like from the floor of the fucking ocean or lake whatever the fuck it is and like now you're just sitting there like 
half asleep and you're holding all this fucking shit in your hands and then you wake up and it's not like oh i suddenly have my life figured out you're just sitting there with all these things and you're awake with like a bunch of shit in your hands you're like oh these are real things i have to deal with these i guess like let me put them on the right fucking shelf all right this goes here all right that goes there versus- see that that's when you put it that way yeah it's it's wild that would be crazy. I'm starting to sweat just thinking about it. Really? Yeah. You nervous that you'd find some shit down there? No, I don't, maybe. I don't know. I know I made that joke one time where it was like, that guy's last name was Reed, and uh, he was like a <laughs> Disney, Disney executive guy. that was like a yeah. pedophile, and I was like, yeah, you got molested by your uncle, and you and Abby were like, what? What? <laughs> and then I showed you, and you were like, I don't understand. <laughs> I, I didn't get it. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, sometimes molestation jokes don't. Not the not the greatest jokes, Chris. Well, it, it would was, have been it, it would have been an okay joke, but it was just, just so it it wasn't like we were joking, so that's why it was at a left field, and, and I was confused. I was like, "Yeah, dude, what the hell are you talking about?" It was too hard to get. That's that's most of the jokes that I deliver is just most people are not ready for them. Yeah, and people don't understand my level of genius when it comes to these jokes. Absolutely and genius. I'm just I'm just out here fucking firing sniping. Boom! Hey, land, land this joke right, fucking. Speaking here. of jokes, people don't people don't know they're fucking stupid. Did you get my three thousand dollar wire? Yes, I did. Yeah. All right, I want to yeah. make sure it uh, goes to a good good purpose. Yeah. So the good. I got your three thousand. I won't <laughs> thank you for that because it is going to go to a good cause. And I just want to urge anybody that's listening to send their three thousand dollars to, um. Through our pod inbox, www.podinbox.com slash China on. Send $3,000. If you're listening to this, I mean, what, just from your perspective, what was the level of satisfaction that you felt after sending that money? The amount of euphoria that went through my body as I hit the send button, knowing that $3,000 was withdrawn through my bank, it was, there's nothing like it. I, I gotta say, <laughs> I, I, I hear you, and that's been the standard experience. I don't want to take anything away from your experience that it wasn't, you know, it wasn't unique because that's a special moment when you yeah, hit was, that. Yeah. When you hit that send button and you send three thousand dollars, that's a special moment, and I don't want to take that away from you. Is what no, I'm saying. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. I, and I'm not taking that away from you. But the the 97 other people that sent the three thousand felt something very similar. A lot. One one woman. I think she was from. Tucson, I think Arizona. She, it was Tucson or Tulsa, but she said she saw her dead mother when she hit that sun button. And I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't promise things like that to happen for people. One thing I will say though is the people that sent, they only sent twenty five hundred dollars. They got, they felt good, but they didn't have that that full experience. And one person did send twenty five hundred, and then they're like, you know, this isn't the full experience of what I thought. And they tried to send the other five hundred after that. Doesn't work. And yet. it was like all at once. It was really. It was basically like a ninety ten. Yeah. And you know, sure that makes a hundred, but like sometimes when you give a hundred, you get a hundred and ten. You know, you get that's what you get out of it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, describe your experience overall i just <clears throat> i well what what i did was i i initially sent the first three thousand dollars 
and I want to, I set up a reoccurring payment every week because it felt so good. Okay. So every Friday when I get off of work, I'm going to just go ahead and, and hit the send button just to start my weekend okay. and the next week off correctly. One thing I will say about doing it that frequently is that that feeling can wear off. So a couple ways that you can address it, you can dial it back, which is fine. It's just, it's not, that money's now not going to a good cause. That money's just sitting in your bank account. It's, you're losing value. They're printing money like crazy. Okay. And so the uh, inflation is really hitting that and all the things that could be going to a good cause aren't. But at the same time, it's not all about the good cause. Sometimes life is about us, you know, like you got to do things for yourself. And is that feeling of euphoria is going to go down? You can do it less frequently, maybe twice a month or three times a month is fine. Or if you're going to do that, keep incrementally adding more money (laughs) to every time. So as it goes through, do the 3000, do the 3000 again, and then figure it out. If it's 3,500, 3,600, the next one, cool. 3750. That makes 42, sense. 46. Like and you don't have to do these big leaps. We're only talking about an extra 4, 5, 600 bucks. I heard too that inflation is less when it gets to the China on bank account. Well, no, right. no, no, no. It's that's common misconception. Oh. It's we have inflation just like everybody else, but but we take the money so fast from the account and put it towards a good cause that it's like it's we're getting the most bang for our buck at that time. It's almost like gas prices, right? So gas keeps rising. It's almost like you're putting gas in the tank at today's price and we're using it and we're refilling the next day. We're not using it slowly and waiting a week. So that way gas is, you know, 60 cents higher per gallon and you're getting way less. It's just like, boom, 3000 comes in, it's gone. Where did it go? A good cause. And that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I'm the people that we're helping right now. It's, I, I'm, I'm on the verge of tears, just thinking about it. Again, we're sponsored by uh, Rock Creek Coffee Roasters out of Montana. Um, you know, and they've sent coffee. It's again for a good cause, but. You know, we're we're brewing up good things for for everybody that we're working with. That so good, that was a good pun. What do you mean? Brewing up good things, coffee. Oh <laughs> you got me. I didn't even yeah. I didn't even It was unintentional, but it worked. It was unintentional. I just want to shout it from the rooftops. Woo! Oh. No, you don't you oh, don't shoot. get the reverb. It's only on my channel. All right, sorry. It really just it does go through mine. No, yeah, unfortunately, with this task cam thing, it's only you only get a you only get one channel. Oh. Um, yeah, but www.podinbox.com/slash/china and send your three thousand. And people are, are waiting for it. People need it. Okay, stop being so fucking selfish. <laughs> Pieces of shit. Send your money. Send it now. What else? Oh, dude. Um. You did listen to uh, the last episode, right? Yeah. And so what's the status with your podcast? The same as it was when you sent the podcast out. I'm going to do one tonight. I'm going to do it. Dude, let me ask you a real question. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why are you laughing? I didn't even talk yet. <clears throat> Dude, how do you how do you stay so disciplined with your stuff? Like, do you know uh, me? I quit. I, I quit my job, did, and I uh, was like, "What the fuck am I supposed like, to do?" Like, for real, I I have so many ideas and so many things that I want to do, and then I do them a couple times, and then I don't do them ever again. Like, dude, those things are stacking. Do you know how many times I've said I'm going to do something, and then I start it, and then I just quit it with after like the third time of, I I don't know if it's like being disinterested or, or what, but. So what kind of shit do you want to do? No, I'm just saying just like just like normal things. Like you know, what? like so like yeah. <laughs> like just okay, that that podcast that I I'd done, right? Okay. I did a couple episodes, deleted the the few and now I just have the trailer left. And I just like like yeah, it'd be fun to do that. I would like to do that every week, but then I just don't do it. So do you want to do it? Yeah. But then when I go to like do it, I'm like I'll do it later. Yeah, you just got to not do it later. Well, you no shit. That's it. I know that's the no shit thing, but it's just like, <laughs> just do it. And and all because, so do you have anything in your head where you're like, start it and you're like, oh, this is fucking stupid. I'll just yeah. I'll figure well, this out. Well, that's why I wrote down that first episode. I'm like, I'm going to, this is how I'm going to do this. And then I read it and I was like, dude, this is kind of lame. Who cares though? Yeah. Like one person's going to listen to the first one. It's probably, I'm yeah. probably going to be the only person that you listens might. to it. I'm going to make Jenny maybe listen two to it other people will yeah. listen to it. So who gives a fuck? Yeah. Just do it and keep doing it. You, like, okay. So this is something that I'm realizing that I do. And I just kind of like realized this the other day, but I get in my own way. Like, I get in my own way when it comes to music, when it comes to especially this podcast, because it's like not a professional thing. It's more just like a, I guess, creative, if you want to call it that. But it's like something I enjoy doing. It falls more in like the art thing. Yeah. But even business is an art too. Like there's a flow to it and there's like a natural flow of what's happening in the world, right? There's... Like, let's say you sit down to do a podcast. There's a flow of ideas somewhere, say floating above us, floating through us, <clears throat> whatever it might be, but there's a flow and you can get <coughs> into that flow, but you have to like actually get out of your own way and get in the flow and go with it versus what I do is I go, all right, I'm getting in the river and then I'm like, let me fucking hold my spot in the river. And like, I'm doing it because I'm in the river, right? And it's like, well, why don't you fucking swim? Because like, you're trying to go somewhere, right? I'm like, yeah, of course I'm trying to go somewhere. So why are you like standing firm in the river and not swimming? Like, well, because, uh, you know, I don't want to look stupid or I don't, you know, I don't know what's like just down the river. Like, well, that's the fucking point is like you don't know and you might fucking fall off a waterfall or some shit but like if that's where the flow of this stuff is going you fucking go with the flow and if you're going with the flow and you're paying attention then the issue stops becoming like oh am i gonna go over the waterfall it's like yeah just fucking go the other way when you feel like that was a waterfall that could lead to you fucking dying but you just gotta get in the flow and go so all the time I put all these roadblocks in the way and this is me 
staying firm, standing in the river, but like, oh, well, I can't make the music because, you know, I, uh, you know, I don't have this piece of equipment or like, I would love to be able to do it, but you know, I just don't like the feeling of this particular thing when I'm doing it or, you know, like that's just not quite it. I don't have a studio. So I got like, you know, that's, I got all these things of why you can't do it. Same thing with the podcast, like doing like a couple of these, like the, the one I just put out the other day, I tried doing it and with, uh, my intern sitting there and I was just like, Oh, you know, I feel stupid and like all this shit. And then, and then like everybody left and I was sitting there at the office, just looking out the window. I'm like, all right, let me fucking fire this up. I just got to fucking do it. Like, fuck it. We'll see what happens. I don't know how it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be good, but just doing it. And like, that's, that's it. I don't do it perfectly. I don't do it all the time. I still have all these things all the time where I'm like, I guess I'm not going to do it. Like when I have to follow up with people in sales, like yeah, all the time I'd find a reason not to. And it like kind of eats me up, but yeah, dude, it's just doing it. It's it. That's it. Like if you're asking this question and you're not doing it at this point, it's just cause you're, you're just not doing it. You're just not doing it. It's yeah. just like you're, you're giving yourself an out by trying to, ask the question that's what i realize yeah. as i'm as i'm as i'm getting each year that goes past i like every time i'm like oh i'd like to ask this person for advice and i get close to asking them or go to ask them i'm like i shouldn't ask this i kind of know i kind of know what i should do right now and it's not like i'm asking them like a technical thing like guys i'm fucking here i'm doing this this what the fuck is going on? Like, oh, you should well, try this and this. I, I know that feeling because I do this and somebody that, that I know, they call it co-signing. You're looking for a co-signer. Yeah. 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 So you already know what you're supposed to be doing and you're calling them for almost uh, approval mm-hmm. or their mm-hmm. co-signer. Like, oh, yeah. You know what? You should do that. That's a good idea. You're like, All right. I am going to do that. When yeah. you know in reality, that's what they're going to say. So just go ahead and do it and save each other the breath. Dude, yeah, co-signing. That's a good that's actually a really good yeah. term for it cuz you you're and it's it's the same thing is you're like it's with the universal bank basically. You're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I need a co-signer, somebody to to say, "Hey, what you're doing is good. That way I reduce my my risk of doing the thing that I'm supposed to be doing yep. because well, you know, Somebody told me it was a good idea, so that's kind of part of why I did it. Also gives you an out because you're like they told me. Yeah, well, it doesn't like I didn't give it my all because it wasn't totally like me that made the decision. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So like giving yourself the out is you fucked. You fucked if you do. You know. Yeah, and I do it all the yeah, time. Yeah, you're right. Still. That's good advice. I still do that all the time. Where I'm like, let me go ask that. And then I go to type an email and I'm like, what am I really asking? Like, why am I asking this? I'm like, I just got to do this fucking course. Like, why would I, why would I go ask this person this thing? Like, I'm, I'm waiting. Just want to chit chat. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, now I'm like kind of wasting their time almost, you know? I do. Very much so. So... You need any other sage advice? 
No, man, I think that's enough for now. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, dude, you got to do this podcast because yeah. a bunch of people are asking about it. Chris, literally no one has asked about it. You think that? You think that? Not one person has asked. Um, yeah, you think that. Do you know who Do you know who asked about it? Listen to I'm this. I'm going to take a while Listen to guess. this. You know who called in and said they want to hear your podcast? It's, I've, I, it might be um, ex-president Trump. It, it was him, yeah, but I had, there, I had a uh, there was somebody There was somebody else that wants to hear your podcast. Hey, guys, David Goggin. I love your podcast. I love what you're doing. I don't normally listen to podcasts when I'm running because that's some soft shit. But the other day, I was running. I had a 400-mile run. And I was treading through water for about 12 miles. And the only thing that got me through was thinking about the episode you guys did where you talked about Skechers. That shit got me good. It's back when I was a fat fuck. I used to wear Skechers when I was spraying bugs and shit. And that's the only thing that got me through. So See? thank you for that. One question I got for you guys that's is amazing. how come your friend Matt ain't recording more episodes of his podcast? He's being a real little fucking pussy and he's not using the right mindset. Okay. Matt, I want to tell you something right now. You don't go record more episodes of that. I'm going to run all the way down to Florida, and I'm going to whoop your ass myself. All right? There you go. Get in shape and get recorded, little bitch. Stop being a pussy. Chris, I love this show. Matt, fucking let's go. See, dude? People are absolutely amazing. People I mean, are I don't, I don't know how you got Goggins to do that, but... I didn't get him to do that. You think you can get David Goggins to do that? Oh, wait, did call, he just he just called in and said, I He called I into the pod inbox, www.podinbox.com oh. slash China on, dude. He left a message more, on our more, pod More inbox. people need to log in and do that. More people need to log in. People like David Goggins, former President Trump, are reaching out looking for the Pillars of Virtue podcast, I Made You a Cup. I made you a Yeti cup. I know. You have two celebrities I, and a cup, and you're still not doing it. It's so. crazy that they found out about it because I have I use that cup almost every day, if not every other day, and nobody's asked me what's, what either China on or <laughs> Fillers of Virtue is. Because so. nobody cares except the people that well, matter. I'm not going to do it for myself. I'm going to do it for Goggins. Don't do it for him. Do you I'm think he's it. running for you? Yeah, I want to do it for him. You think that he ran? You think that he ran 400 miles for you? Yeah. You think he ran that 400 miles for, for Just for me. Just for you. Just for me. You're delusional. You're out of your fucking mind. David Goggins calls in, leaves a message, and your first thought rather than, let me get on this podcast, is that David Goggins ran 400 miles for me. He could. He could, but he didn't. He didn't tread through those 12 miles of river for you. He did that for himself. He did that could because be right. of his child. You could be right. He did it because he wrote a book, and I heard about his childhood. That's why he treaded through that water. It is a great book. I listened to like the first, first like hour and a half of the audio book. Yeah, it's not that long of a book. I think it's like eight hours or something. You gotta hit that one one point two speed, buddy. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I don't know why I never thought. Are of you that. serious? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Do one point one one point two? It shaves a couple hours off. Because I guess most of the. I don't really listen to many audiobooks and I don't usually listen to them like casually. Like you listen to them aggressively. <laughs> I do listen to audiobooks pretty aggressively. I if I'm if I need to know something like or I want to know the thing that's in that, like I'm paying attention. Like and I won't listen to podcasts or music for 
like a few days while I'm driving, like I'll, I'll listen to that there and back to the office. And like, that's all I listen to for at least a few days until I get that chunk yeah. of information. Like the last book I did that with was, uh, the courage to be disliked. And then mm-hmm. turning pro was right before that. But yeah, there's some, there's some good shit in those dude. Yeah, for sure. I like turning pro a lot. But you'll save yourself a lot of time if you hit 1.2. Anything past that, though, it's too hard to keep up with. Yeah. And then they're like, hey, everybody, I'll watch YouTube videos on one and a half speed for like tutorials and stuff. I know people, you could do that. Yeah. If you go to the bottom right, the little like gear thing, mm. you can speed it up to like one and a half. And I'll do that for tutorials because I'm usually trying to learn something pretty quick. And then you're like, like oh, the only tutorial that they have is fucking nine minutes long. Like, fuck dude all right and then it's always like somebody's standing there for two minutes like hey everybody let me tell you about something like this and, yeah but it's funny when it's one and a half voice because like, i gotta tell you about this and uh one thing that we did want to tell you is that you gotta like and subscribe to the base because oh, like and subscribe one one smash that like button smash that like button for us and we're gonna get right into it as soon as we talk about what we're gonna get into today and right <laughs> after that we're gonna get right into it but first let's talk about what we're getting into today and then this is what we're getting into and what are we gonna get into today we're getting into this and then we'll be right back after we get right back into this and let's go dude do you know what else it reminds me of that do you ever try to like look up recipes <laughs> you ever <online>? do speed <laughs> <laughs> no you ever look at like recipes online like you're making something like oh how do i do this yeah i guess you know like i was like making some like crock pot asian chicken the other day and dude, it had to be ten pages long before I just got to the five ingredients that you need to put in the crock pot. Oh yeah, where it's like, like a whole dude, blog what post. The hell and is going? On? And it was like a whole story about why they found out how they made this. I'm like, I don't care at all. Please just tell me what five ingredients I need and how long to put the cooker on for. Back in the Ming Dynasty, dude, in that's the how they third, eight, three, <laughs> the third century AD. Uh, <laughs> farmer known as Jing Dang found this herb and spice and used it in a local brew. But this has nothing to do with the recipe that I'm going to talk about. I just wanted to let you know. <laughs> and so today we're going to be making tortillas. <laughs> Yum. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Because what they're exactly. doing, I think, is like they're they're doing like SEO and search optimization. So they make the blog, they make it like a blog post. So it's got a bunch More of shit that's words, keywords in it, optimized and everything. Yeah, yeah, count me out on that stuff, dude. I get. I'm I'm doing some of that stuff with my thing, like basically taking the show notes, turning that into blog posts, all that kind of stuff, just to get more traffic. Like the to, e- like the email you've been sending out. Because um, that's that's not like what I was talking about. That's that's nice because that's everything that pretty much your the consumer of your information would they'd enjoy all that. But you stuff. know how like on the bottom of it, I I post like the episode that we just did, like on this one that I sent out, like it had Greg's on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Like that's that I use Squarespace for those newsletter emails, and then within that, I have um, like I you can link to that blog post and since it's Squarespace and the site is on Squarespace like it looks nice and so like you see the whole thing but in that that's a blog post so I take the show notes from that you see on Apple and everything and I put that on a blog post and then I also put like the YouTube video for it on there so what you're doing is you're basically create each time I put out an episode I'm creating a new page for my website and it has all those same like keywords basically. Yeah. And I always put like, if you want to have a business podcast produced in Bonita Springs, Florida, visit our website and 
all that kind of stuff. But that's sensical. That I get that. Yeah. I'm not I'm not doing any research on the fucking Ming Dynasty or anything like that. Well, maybe that's why people aren't listening to the podcast. That could be it, dude. Fuck. Yeah, after I did some research and I incorporated a lot of Chinese history from uh you know, right around uh the t- the turn of uh time <laughs> at zero, uh you know, I my site traffic went up by 25%. Let's smell this coffee, dude. It smells awesome. Dude, it does smell good. I'm curious. This man. is the Mexico <clears throat> roast. I want to ask how they they put the ingredients. You know, For like what? I get it. Like you make the coffee bean, so you take the coffee bean and grind it up. But how do you get the other, like the hazelnut notes, maple, pecan? Oh, that's actually a good question. I don't know. You know, because they're not. Are they soaking the? Do they soak the beans in there? Do they? You know, what is? How does that work? Because those other ingredients aren't in there. They're just beans. Yeah, what are the, what are the because I the label like the, on here the stuff the stuff that I've been getting from pecan Cos- or pecan the stuff I've been getting from Costco is just the whole bean, but they smell like they have all this stuff. So I wonder if how that works. They soak it in some kind of solution before. I don't know how they do it, but it's got pecan, maple, hazelnut notes. Feels bright, smooth, creamy. Ooh, I like grinding this up. I think he brought it all all ground coffee, so that way he can give it away yeah. to everybody that was. At the thing, and it's like most people don't have a coffee grinder. No. Like everyone would be like, what the fuck do you do with this? You can get one at Walmart for like 20 bucks. Yeah. I have one that was super cheap. I got the little French press thing. I think yeah. I got it at Walmart. It was like yeah. 12 bucks or something like that. Yeah. I want to make some like espresso. That would be cool. Get that, uh, the mocha pot. Like I have that little. Is it like a little metal thing? Yeah. This, that one that I have, it's called a mocha pot. How does that work? It's a just a percolator, so you put the water in, and there's a little hole to allow the pressure to come out, and then you put the, so it's water, then you put the coffee on top of that, and you press it down real hard, Okay. and then you put the top on, and you you put it on the stove, and what it does is it boils the water, and uh, it pushes the water up through the coffee, in t- up that little hole into the top of the pot. Oh, so that's how it keeps the, gr- the grinds out, Correct. basically? Yeah. And the and then like the harder you tamp the espresso into it, like the more like rich the flavor is and stuff. Really? Yeah, the more strong it is. That's why like, I tamp mine pretty hard. Whoa. And I don't even know if that's the correct way, but I you know I'll experiment sometimes. I'll just like just a little like lightly put it in. But they say you're supposed to like you need like a tamp to, like tamp it down pretty hard, and then it press presses a lot harder to get through all the holes to get up to the top. And then it makes it more like, more like a like a syrupy kind of. Oh. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. Now you know. Now you fucking know. <laughs> now you know. And you can get those for like 15 bucks at like TJ Maxx and stuff. Hmm. Yeah, because we were in Savannah. I saw one that was like 80 bucks. I was like, yeah, that seems right. like a lot. Was it made out of gold? Could have been. <laughs> it was in a small shop, so that, you know. That's that, probably why. That's, that's how you, uh, that's what makes it more, I think. Yeah. We went to some of these places. We got her like a little, uh, got her like a little, stuffed animal thing the the octopus thing that's there <laughs> yeah so we went into this store and we went downstairs and the basement is basically like a kid's store look at the clothes and like some of the clothes were like 80 bucks and 100 bucks like dude what the fuck like i don't under, i don't understand why i guess maybe you gotta like have a status or something but man i don't understand why you would buy baby's clothes for like 80 dollars like we it's it has almost nothing to do with price even it's just like they're gonna be 
how they're going to grow out of it in no time. So fast. Like, so so fast. The smaller they are, the faster they grow. Yeah. Like if we were to buy her an $80 thing, she could wear it one time. Well, dude, yeah. Like um, St. Patrick's Day. Right? But also, why the fuck would you? I don't buy things that are $80 for myself, really. The only thing that, only piece of clothing that I own that would be $80 are like my nice dress shoes or a, like a suit. Yeah, more than eighty dollars, basically. You know, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Everything I don't own any piece of clothing that's eighty dollars. My shirts cost less than twenty bucks, and I have like two pairs of jeans. Yeah, I think my jeans were like a hundred something bucks, but I bought them like seven years ago now. Buckle from Buckle? No, no, it was just uh, like lucky jeans. But I only have two. Pa- yeah. I bought two pair of the same things, and I was just like, all right, okay. Cool. But you've worn it for seven years. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, they're. They lasted, you know, yeah, whatever the math is per year you pay for jeans. Yeah, like you get you get a little yeah, ba- baby. I, I, in the- I pay about $7 a year for jeans. <laughs> if you think about it that way, you, you buy them like a little Christmas outfit or like a St. Paddy's Day outfit. They're going to wear that. By the time Lily is next year, St. Paddy's Day, she's going to need a new St. Paddy's Day outfit. Yeah, I mean, I outgrow my St. Paddy's Day outfits every year too. It's kind of concerning. Huh? <laughs> you got anything else you want to talk about? Um, yeah, but we can we can do it on another cast. Yeah, fuck it. We'll just, just let it. All right, dude. Let me ask you this question. Okay. Do you, I just so we watched a documentary last night? Blows my mind. It's called Our Father. You watched it? No. All right. So let me ask you how you would handle this situation. Okay. Or how you would feel about this? Because I don't. It, it's it's just it's but so out of control that before I before yeah. I answer, oh, right, take good. a hit of this. Take a hit of this. <laughs> hey Jen, you're on camera. Jen, you're on <laughs> candid camera. Yeah. What are you doing? And we're live. Everybody sees. We're you. live. There's three hundred thousand people on our live stream. Ooh, bush light. Those are your bush lights. Ooh, I haven't drank in a while. Yeah. I don't I haven't Probably yeah. <laughs> it's not bad. It's Sorry. not great, but it's not bad. Is it sweet? Kind a little. <laughs> it's just how it is. It's just how it is. You're you're live right now. There's three hundred thousand. Let's look at the com. Oh, oh shit! All right. <laughs> it's not even how that goes. I am Cornholio. I need tippy for my bunghole. So what is what so, is this? Yeah. So father? we watched. Yeah, we watched it last night. Jenny, I'm gonna ask Chris about how he would feel about if he was one of the kids from our father. <laughs> Are you my real dad? All right, so we we watched a uh, a documentary last night. It just came out, Jennifer. And Jen, God damn it! You ruined our live stream in front of three hundred thousand people. All right, so it's called Our Father. By the time this comes out, people everybody's gonna have watched it. And it, I guess this they were on Doctor Phil, and this has been a huge deal. So there was a doctor back in I don't know the seventies and eighties in Indiana, of course, at all places. Yep, in Lapore, Indiana. No, but just close to where I went to college at. Oh, really? Um, so what he would do is he would help women get pregnant. 
say like the they want to come in like hey I want a baby but I don't have a spouse or or the even worse is they come and say hey I do have a spouse but you know he's his infertile. his infertile his personal work her personal work whatever so he would artificially um, bang them nope ins- inseminate <laughs> is that what they call it inseminate yeah and um, so cool right no big deal donors are um, random you don't know what's happening I don't think back then you could pick like what you wanted so whatever well. I don't know if this guy didn't know that Ancestry.com would be a thing, right? So all these people all of a sudden are getting all these connections that they're all related. And they're like, whoa, this is pretty pretty crazy. And uh, so the girl finds out that she's related to him, the doctor. Well, it's because he was taking his sperm and injecting it in all these women, right? So she came to him and she's like, we found 10 people that are related. He goes... That's it, max 10 people I did this to, and that's it. Okay, cool. Then 20 people, then 30 people, 94 people. <laughs> Dude, he has 94 kids that they went to an ancestry. And this, and like, not everybody goes in ancestry, so who knows how many. This story is crazy. Whoa. And the crazier part is he didn't get in trouble because he didn't really break any laws. Yeah. Whoa. So when was this? Apparently, just in the last couple of years is when it all started coming out. Well, when did he? When did he actually do this? I don't know. They were like forty years old. Hey, Jenny, how how old was was everybody <laughs> in our father? Like in their forties? Yeah, like thirties and forties. Yeah, so it had to have been like started doing it in the eighties, nineties. Oh my god, dude! Yeah. So I don't know how I would feel if I was uh, if I was one of those kids. I literally don't, I don't know. Some of them were like a little dramatic about it. Like Some were a little dramatic well, he, about here's it. Here's the thing. It's, what's crazy is that the, I, uh, it's, you know what I mean? Okay. It's supposed to be random. So that, that guy's your dad. Yeah. This is the whole thing strange, but for them, I, it's like, okay, you know, they didn't know who their dad was anyway, but for the, the ones that like we were talking about, we felt bad for was. Like the woman, the husband and wife that came in there and said, you know, hey, we want to have a kid, but we, this doesn't work. But, you know, like his stuff works. So what they were doing, injecting into her. And then later on, like these people are like, oh, he's not your real dad. Yeah. Then for know. them, it's like, that's crazy. But yeah, dude, that was my question. But I don't know how I'd feel. You know? Yeah, that, that would be a pretty heavy, that'd be a heavy load when you're. Thir- no pun intended. <laughs> when you're like 30 or 40 is just like finding out that oh you, my dad's not my dad it's the doctor that artificially inseminated my mom like he artificially inseminated like, yeah fuck dude i don't know i guess I, it's hard for me to tell because i fucking look like my dad like when i was a baby like like you know alana looks like me like yeah i looked like him I got a lot of the same like fucked up personality. Thing. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, I, so I don't know. It's crazy. Like, go, go and watch it. It's, it's nuts. Our father. Yeah. It's called our father. It was like number one. Uh, I don't know. How Netflix would you react? Yesterday. I don't know. I have no idea. It would just be such a strange occurrence. Pull, pull these papers and flip them over. I wanted to share these uh, DNA results with you that <laughs> I've heard some like what do you, what do you have here? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Matt, I have something to tell you. 
I am your dad. I am the father. I am our father. So just crazy things, man. You know, you think that you've Can seen I artificially of, inseminate myself? <laughs> you think you see a lot of crazy things, <laughs> and then these documentaries come out. Like, what is next? Like, what is going to happen this next? Is like, this, is my, this is my problem that I have with documentaries, and probably why I don't watch as many as... I would like to because I like learning shit. I like documentaries as a vehicle for learning shit. But now I don't know who's making what for what reason and why they're making it and why this particular documentary happened to make it through. And now this story gets told just like I was listening to the Black Keys episode on Joe Rogan. He he said something that I have been feeling is like after after all this stuff the past two years, like. I don't I I don't think anybody has any idea what's going on. Like everybody oh, that yeah. it says they know what's happening. Like I I have like really lost a lot of I was it's almost like faith in the things that people know. Like we know so much as humans, but there's so much shit that we don't know and so many people that tell you like, "Oh, we know. Like this is what you're supposed to do." Like they they don't really know. So I think the same thing because people are making documentaries. Like I agree a hundred percent. Dude, that's why I uh, I took like my social media. There's so many different ideas. So I was like, I'm just gonna delete all this on my phone. I kept LinkedIn on there, but I don't really look at it. It's just like for professional use. And dude, I feel a lot better. Yeah, because you have all these conflicting views and all these people, and then it's like, and then I got in the trap of okay, I'm following thing people that I like like to see, which is a totally normal thing. But then you only get that information all the time. Yep. And then I would run into other people that had such opposing views and they thought they were so right. And I'm not the type of guy to like you get know, in an argument with like somebody I, or yeah. think that you're so correct. No, dude, because I maybe I'll think that way someday. Like, you know what I mean? I don't I try to never discount what anybody says because I've said stuff and then later on I'm like, wow, that was completely wrong. So I'm like, okay, so you just, you know, you hear people out, but yeah, man. There's just a constant fog all the time of whatever is going on. Dude, yeah. It, so I was I was listening to, do you know who Alan Watts is? Yeah. I don't know who he, I know. I've listened to him on YouTube and That's watched where, his videos, yeah. but I don't know like who he is. That's, I'm pretty much in the same boat, so I don't yeah. really know like who he is, but I was listening to a speech that he was given. He was talking about clarity and like, that's what everybody, that's really like us, like a state that a lot of people want to be in, but there's, there is so much fog that goes on that you don't know what the fuck you're supposed to think or do or what you should say or what's correct and like with so much information you're just like constantly like oh well i want to be a good person i want to be informed but this person thinks this and that person thinks that and then this person thinks something totally different and they're all right in some ways and they're all wrong in some ways so like how do i piece it together and then if i put an opinion together then i'm going to be in that same boat where i'm half right half wrong so why why have an opinion you're like I just think of all these things and it's so it's so foggy. One thing he did say in that speech that I was like, whoa, like that's very interesting. He's like, like, I want you to listen to the room around you. Pauses, like I can hear you hear the air conditioning. He's like, Do you hear the past? Do you hear the future? Like, no. There you go. And he's like, it's amazing how many things that aren't there exist. 
and that are real and take up space in our mind and everything like that. And he's like, he's trying to make the point of living in the present yeah. and being here and you have clarity in the present. But I just thought of it. It was interesting. Like, can you physically hear the past? Can you physically hear the future? No. I, I don't know. I don't know what my point is with that. It just made me think like, wow, that's a, it's a great way of stopping you to think about what, what am I doing? Like, why am I, why am I sitting here thinking about what's going, like what could yeah. happen and why, why I should do this and thing. It doesn't mean to like not, not prepare or not think about the future in some way or strategize all that kind of stuff. But you can be in the present moment when you're doing that. But I spend a lot of time in the future just like worrying about what could happen. Do you think that the reason that we think so much is like, do you think we're evolving? Like it's part of like the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I wonder if people thought this way. Well, obviously there's people that hundreds of years ago that were a billion times smarter than we are. Uh, But. I don't know. It's just like deeper. Like I feel like I wonder if like people thought this deeply about stuff like uh, Keanu Reeves. I just saw like a little snippet on YouTube. Um, he was at dinner with a director and like his kids were there and stuff. And um, they're like talking about the matrix and the kids were like, what's the matrix? We've never heard of the matrix. And do you see that? No. Uh, and he, uh, and the director was like, Oh, Keanu, will you just explain to him? Like tell him what it is. He's like, well, you know, it's about this guy and uh, he takes these pills and he finds out that like, there's a, a another world and then he's in his world and he doesn't know which world is a real world. And they're like, Oh, cool. And he's like, yeah, he's like, and they were talking about how, like, isn't that crazy that you don't know which world is real? And he was asking like, yeah, like, wouldn't you, wouldn't that be important to know? And the kids are like, no. And he's like, what do you mean now? There's like, no, like, it doesn't matter. We're living. And he's like, like for like little kids to say that, he's like, all right, maybe we just think about things way too much and we need to, he, I mean, then that's what I took from it is that, like, just get back to the basics and like don't think so much about stuff. Maybe just live in the moment. Yeah. Well, one thing that I, and I'm, I kind of, you kind of go back and forth is like, all right, how much do you think? How much do you try to not think? Yeah. Because some people, you're like, man, you don't think at all. And they're like, no. You're like, well, all right, I guess that works, but they're, they're, living i guess and yeah they're figuring it out sometimes i'm like envious of that because i'm like man you don't have you don't have to deal with all of this fucking shit swimming in your head like nah <laughs> all right nice like good for you i guess yeah but one person put it that your thoughts like about the future and running through these things and worrying and all this stuff is like a way for you to have an infinite amount of lives so in some way, you're basically, you're like projecting out what your life could be like and the paths that you could take and how that could ultimately like lead to your death or lead to this or like lead to a negative outcome or something. So you're basically in your brain, you're deploying a bunch of lives out into the future to see in your head which one like which ones survive and which ones die or which ones thrive and which ones like don't do so well wow so it's almost like you're creating infinite lives out ahead of you that can can like almost like role play if you think about it, it's almost like 
running a like a an computer automation of like hey you know test these 10 theories out let me plug in the inputs here computer like run this through see what you think will be the end result and just goes well like, it's right. easy to think that way because we're living in a simulation that's true we're living in a simulation yeah in real life I'm German cool <laughs> Uh, what else you got what else should we talk about do we need to talk about anything else I'm sure we'll hang it up and then we'll think about some stuff that's fine I'll keep writing I've been writing each morning and that's been helping come up with stuff and doing the solo episodes and I guess one thing that just just uh, on the rules thing, like I've been thinking so much like, oh, I, well, we have to do it the certain way. Like we both have to be doing the episodes. I'm like one the, the last week I was like, why don't I just record some fucking episodes or yeah. sitting and yeah. talking? So and I like those episodes. I yeah. thought they were good. Yeah. We'll do it where we do both and just like, yeah, yeah. Run with it. I don't know. I guess the main thing is simplify. Stop making all these stupid fucking rules. Just like do it. Yeah. And that's it. Cool, man. Looking forward. This is fun. Yeah. I like the new setup. Yeah. We're doing this from the garage. Yeah. And I wonder if they can see what, what they can see that it is a garage. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if we even upload any video. Yeah. Let's see if we even upload any fucking video at all. You pieces of shit. <laughs> Well, the only thing I would say is just we can when when Jen comes in on the video, we can have it like blurred out. (laughs) Her walking back there. What are you doing? What the hell are you doing? I told you I was making podcasts with my friends. I told you we're in the garage. We're making podcasts. Okay, you can't come out here. This is really important. You can't come out here. I told you you can't come out here. Don't come out here. We closed both doors leading to the garage. We told you not to come out here. We can't have any of this audio messed up. This is going out to a lot of people. Uh, when we walk back in there, I'm going to say we had to, we have to start all over again, Jim. We had to fucking start over. You came out, you got your little beers, and then we said, okay, we'll start over. And then what do you know? Ten minutes later, you came back out again. We had to start over again. And it's just not as good on the second take. And it's even worse on the third I'm going to have a real long talk with her tonight. you got to have a real long talk with your wife about this because this is pretty unacceptable. This behavior is not going to fly. This, 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 we can't have this. We can't have this. If we got to keep doing it this way, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the fucking ravine over there with the big open lot. I'm going to blow my fucking brains out and throw myself in the woods. And the community, though, so they can find you still. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna dig a hole, right, <laughs> right in eyesight of the mailbox. <laughs> I found him. <laughs> I mean, they found him like right away. It wasn't even hard. <laughs> I left a note. <laughs> Go get the mail. I'm dead. Go collect a trophy. Do that. They're a good man. Yeah, ten foot ganja I, I forgot about them. Yeah. I didn't realize that all those albums are from like the early and mid 2000s. Yeah. They were early. They were early before reggae. Reggae rock got fucking lame. 
dude, isn't it crazy that Seagraves band would pop up on my Discover? Yeah, dude. I texted him. I sent him the picture. I said, dude, I, I asked Chris if this was you guys. Yeah. Out of all, like, I've never even listened to them before. Yeah. And they're good, too. Yeah, it's good. And I told Seagraves, like, I wonder what you're, like, listening to for the algorithm to send, you know, to put that as your first Discover or uh, weekly release song. Yeah, that's a good point. And I was like, I was like, I don't really listen to hardcore, like, okay, the little turnstile. Um, I've been listening to like a lot of King, uh, what is it? King, King Lizard and the, or no, what is it? What are they called? Oh, dude. King Lizard and the, oh, speaking the of which, hold on. They have some kind of keep yeah, going. intense stuff, but to me, yeah, that's crazy. All right. Chris is uh, going to get, get something. I don't know what he's going to get, but he's going to show us something. So he should be back momentarily. I got this for you while oh we were God. in while we were in Savannah. For me? Yeah, go ahead and open this. When shit did up. you go to Savannah? Like a month ago? Oh. Dude, this is so funny. Right? I'm telling you, man. King th- Gizzard dude. and the Lizard Wizard record. Thanks, bro. This is awesome. I can't believe you said the the name and I fucking forgot about it. I'm telling you, dude, (laughs) something is going on with my life right now because I've been listening to to this stuff and that's what I was like. Maybe because they have like this hardcore album called uh, Infest the Rat's Nest. Thanks, dude. This is super cool. You're welcome. What is going on, man? Dude, I'm telling you with these fucking coincidences, you told me to read The Alchemist for fucking ever. You're like, dude, you got to read this book. It's so good. And I couldn't read it. And then I listened to the audio book and I finally got through it. This is the shit that's in it. It's talking about fucking omens and stuff and coincidences and all the stuff that pops up together. And The Alchemist. Yeah. Yeah. Go fucking figure out what it is. Isn't that wild? Yeah. It is. It's cool as hell, dude. But that's how the fucking universe works. So go figure it out. Yeah. You only have, I'm telling I you, you've got a limited window. Yeah, these, and this they just out. keep happening. Yeah. Like the last two weeks, man. These, just, You know how many records there are in the world? Mm-hmm. A lot of fucking records. That's cool, man. Yeah. And I thought this was pretty sweet because it's got all like the holographic shit. Yeah. Check it out. If you're going to put it on there. Paper mache. Dude, yeah. I've actually listened to a few songs on this. These guys are wild. Have you listened? Have you like listened to any of their I stuff? I haven't like dove deep into any of their stuff. They they come up all the time on my release radar or listen to this playlist pre made. It's crazy, dude, because uh, all their stuff is different. Every album, yeah, they sound like a totally different band. So that's like, cool. So like the like like this one, I think is kind of like more like kind of chill acoustic, and they have one that's like hardcore, like intense, like heavy music. Really? And then they went to like the next one's an acoustic album. But it's like none of it sounds the same. That's cool. Yeah, they're crazy musicians, dude. And every album is, like, has its own taste, its own thing. And they just released one that's kind of got like a. It's still like, like your rudimentary instruments, like the guitar, drums, and stuff. But it almost has like, like kind of like a techno feel to it. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't. I've dude, I like, want to li- make shit like. Yeah, that. I haven't listened to them like intensely, but you know, I've listened the the Infest the Rat's Nest. I've listened to that whole thing, and. But yeah. So that might be how Jab came up on there. But the other guy that's on the picture that's, like, up front, yeah, that's my friend Matt. Oh, for real? Yeah. That's so funny. Me, Matt, and Seagraves, we were all, like, in high school, like, best friends. We had, like, a small group of 
kids that were like in our group. But yeah, I met both Spataro and Seagraves in ninth grade. And then I became like really good friends with Seagraves in ninth grade. And then Spataro became really good friends, like probably end of ninth grade, beginning of 10th grade. And then it was like them and a few other kids was pretty much like who I hung out with yeah most of high school once i got to high school really it was like for the most part it was i had like a set group of friends which was cool so i feel like those are some of like the closest friends you have the yeah. friends you make like at the beginning of high school yeah dude it's cool because we can just like we just any time that we get together we just kind of pick up where we left off which That's is, cool. is it's pretty sweet like seagraves came down like we went to 311 and mm-hmm. incubus and everything it's just like you know, or ten it takes ten minutes, and then you're like, "Oh yeah, well yeah, you're a fucking you're a fucking pussy." And you're like, this, and it's like it's like you you like then like you can joke about that stuff. Well, it's almost like yeah, when you haven't seen a friend for a while, you're kind of gauging each other out and like yeah. feeling like okay, people change. You know, you don't see them for a year, you assume that people have changed a little bit, then all of a sudden you realize like your friendship is still the same that it has been the last however many years. Yep. And that never changes. No. You know? No. I'm sure it, for some people it does, but you're good friends that you have. No, and it's like that, the core piece of like, it's just those fucking moments when you get to be who you are and it's like, and it's like everything's fucking funny. Yeah. You know, it's like those, yeah, those moments. Like when we, uh, like when we went and walked and got pizza at like whatever the fuck time it was. Like that was one cool. in the morning or yeah. whatever. Like we walked a little, a little bit. Yeah. It was, it was far, but we were yeah. just like, chilling there talking fucking having a good time like laughing about shit it's like that's yeah dude that's just fun and and, and spataro came down in january and he was at the turnstile show when oh, yeah, right cool. after i got covid yeah yeah so he was there and got covid from the turnstile and then you gave it to everybody i didn't give it to everybody did gave, rebecca get it gave it to my mother-in-law <laughs> oh no she is all right it was the it was the lighter version Oh, there's different versions now. <laughs> there, yeah, there's tons of versions. It's yeah, the, I have COVID A, not B or C or D or E or F. Literally, you're joking about it, but that's what they're called. <laughs> for, oh, for real? Yeah, that's what Omicron is. That's what well, I know. Delta there's like is that's just a, that's variants. Just, do you know that Delta and Omicron and all all these things? Those are just like Greek letters. It's just no, no, I didn't know. that. Yeah, Delta is. Well, like, I know Delta is. Yeah, yeah, but all that stuff. It's just. It's just. What what letter is Omicron? Oh, you sure about that? No, <laughs> you sure that's not why? All right, look it up. I'm gonna look this, but up, I'm pretty dude. sure that it's it's based on like some Greek or Latin alphabet or something. Names of COVID variants based on what? You always been this big of an idiot. <laughs> uh. Conspiracy theorists think yeah, that the dude. variants are based on names in the fucking something. Um, what does Omicron in Hebrew mean? Uh, oh, Omicron, uppercase O, lowercase O. Oh, it's Omicron. Omicron. Yeah. Uh, small. I kept calling Omicron. Me too. It means small in contrast to Omega. There you go, dude. So small COVID. <laughs> it was a smaller COVID, I think. And, and I'm sure what like Delta has Delta. Big Delta energy. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm correct, but I I might not. Delta be. means difference. So difference and small. Mm. But like a delta is like D. Yeah, well, but delta a delta is, a triangle. is like yeah, a triangle that's like on the end of a river. But it's also like a like a letter. Yeah, the triangle. Like the but sororities or fraternities aren't like, oh yeah, we're well delta zeta. That's what Jenny was. Oh yeah, we're a triangle Z. That's what we <laughs> What? I don't know, dude. Hey, we're a tri we we're triangle Z. Oh, we should ask Jenny what delta means. I'm sure they went through like something that you know. The edge of they, a river that is rich and dense in nutrients. Their uh mascot was turtles. Hey Sean, when you're listening back to this, because this is one of the things I'm gonna have you edit. Um, Anytime Matt speaks, just go ahead and cut him out. I'm not going to apologize for the fact that you've got to do this, but, you know, thanks for thanks for listening all the way through this and pulling out some clips that we can use for social media. I appreciate the help. And, uh, yeah, if we are sitting next to each other when you're hearing this, just look over and say, Zoltan. <laughs> what? Zoltan. What is that code word? Zoltan. Oh, it's your it's your and Sean's code word. It is now. So, you know what, dude? I'm sick of these code words. How Zoltan's you? from uh, dude. Where's my car? All right. What else? What else do we got? We're at an hour and thirty three minutes <clears throat> in. What should we? What else should we either talk about or wrap this shit up for for people? Um, I don't know. I think we we talked about a lot of things. I don't. I don't know what else I have. Let's fucking call it, dude. That's fine. Yeah. This is good. Yeah, it was fun. It's good to be back. First Garage Podcast. First Garage Podcast. I'm curious to see what people think, if they like this better for China on than the the professional studio setup. I'm curious to see if anybody listens to this. Yeah. Uh, that's my curiosity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Well, I sure. know that we're going to have one person listen to it, my intern, because he's going to he, go he, through we'll get one view. and use this as... Ways to pull out clips for social media and things uh, like that. So we're going to have at least one listener. Good. And, and he's going to help get more listeners. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, there you go, Sean. There's uh, there's your assignment. Well, let's do it, Sean. Let's get some more listeners. One more listener per week. That's, that's your goal. Time. One thing I was listening to Daft Punk like a couple weeks ago. And I'd never really like appreciated their music, but they actually make some fucking good music. The way the whole entire Dude. song flows is very, very good. Uh, the album with the TV on the front, I got that like not too long after it came out. In like 2001? Yeah. And I don't know how... Actually, I do know how I found it because a friend of mine was into editing videos and he used that um, this song. No. Break, break it, fix it, use it, buy it. That oh one. yeah. Um, well, don't play it because when you play played it, yeah. when you played the Offspring song, it gave me a uh, did it like really? a monetization warning or something? No way. I didn't even yeah. think about doing that. How did you know it was the Offspring song? Yeah, you play it, it tells you what song on YouTube. It goes well during this time period. We we detected this. <laughs> Dude, they hear everything. They hear everything. Yeah, all this shit's transcribed for YouTube for 
Spotify. This, this, oh, Human After All. Yeah, give this album a listen. 2006. It's okay. cool, it's cool, man. Okay. Let me just play you one song real quick. <laughs> You're gonna demonetize us, dude. The with 300,000 people listening to this right now. Would they take all the uh, donations back too? The donations are no. Okay. YouTube doesn't have control. Those are already going to good causes. So. Look, just because YouTube's out here spying on everybody, they're out here stealing children. How would they even allegedly? Um, they're not getting they're not getting to the funds that are in this. What fund. episode was that? The last one? No, it was like ten episodes ago or something. So they demonetize that one. Yeah, I don't monetize any of these right now. Oh, I guess I don't really even know what that means. Yeah, but it's it's prevented from being monetized. No, if I went to go monetize that episode, they'd be like, "Hey, you can extract this piece, and, and then you can good. get your money." Or well, I can just play some thing over that section. We just grab the guitar out. You just going, huh? <laughs> 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 not this again <laughs> we just end the show right at the end of this you're really in a mosque well thanks everybody for tuning in we'll see you guys on the next episode alright we're done